2: You're listening to Comedy Central. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one right here, JG. Now hiring. Mike Richards, Mm -hmm. who was once tapped to take over the helm of Jeopardy from Alex Trebek and had to step down because of, you know, Me Too and Unprecedented Times and he did Mm -hmm. some asshole stuff Mm -hmm. back in the day, Mm -hmm. has now been fired as well as executive producer from Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. hmm Damn. When he was the producer of The Price is Right, Richard, on a 2014 podcast, made comments in offensive language denigrating women's bodies, and mm-hmm. he also made an offensive comment about Jewish people.
3: He should have just left Lizzo and Drake alone. He wouldn't have none of these problems. He would to have talked about Lizzo and Drake in the same podcast. And
2: I don't know what Jeopardy does now.
3: You know what's going to happen on here. They're gonna let Cardi B host Jeopardy and then the game is gonna
2: change forever. Jeopardy would be two hours long. <laughs> waiting for her to pronounce respectfully.
4: Respectfully, because I love.
2: Your category is Shakespeare. <laughs> My name is Roy. This is my job there. Welcome aboard. Beautiful top of the middle of the week to you. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Depending on where you are, the sun may not be shining. Birds may not be chirping. Got a good show this week, J.G. Got a good show. A lot of reaction from our weed episode last week. A lot of e appreciative of that. Oh, they smoked the ganja. ganja. Ganja! Oh, the ganja. A episode of a ganja. Ganja!
3: <laughs> I've been saying that all week for no reason. Just in the most random-ass place.
2: Ganja! Third, thank you for constructing that with all of your friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to those women, you know, for calling in. And you alluded to it last week, you know, where we had one more guest that we needed to get in. We wanted to do the black women block first, get that squared away so black women could connect, you know, Wonder Powers, Captain Planet, whatever the fuck. But today uh, we're going to be joined. We're not doing a full weed episode again, but we are going to reserve one section of the show, for a dispensary who is currently hiring, and you know we're all about jobs, and if this dispensary is hiring, then more than likely a dispensary, if you live in a legal state, is hiring as well. And we're gonna speak to wh- what's what's that job called, Third? Who you make the weed and make all the strains? That 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 would be a cultivator. Sir. Like at Subway, it's called a sandwich artist. What is the sandwich artist equivalent? Ooh. You don't remember the sandwich artist era of? Subway, I would, Gigi? I would,
3: I would, I would call it a uh, sandwich
4: artist. They make sandwiches. You motherfuckers. There you go like,
3: disrespecting <sighs> Subway. La- last week it was In disrespecting the avocados. Now you're going to be disrespecting the sandwich artists. Okay. How are you going to disrespect the no. sandwich artists?
4: No. Avocados. I had a bowl last week. I asked the lady, where did this avocado come from? Tell me where this avocado came from. She couldn't tell me. I told her, I don't want the avocado. I'm not going to support that. That is bad.
2: What do you mean you wouldn't go and have it, Why? So if she it wasn't don't... a
3: Mexican Acapulco gold avocado, you won't eating it?
4: I'm not eating it because it's terrible on both sides that the cartel wants to run all of the businesses, the lucrative businesses in that country, and then also those poor people and their livelihood. so I couldn't buy the avocado because I didn't know where it came so, from
2: so rather than allow the cartel to t- let me just make sure I understand. Rather than allow the cartel to pinch a little bit of the profits from the farmhand, this is his livelihood,
5: mm-hmm.
2: you would just rather not buy it at all so nobody gets money.
4: I don't know what the percentages are, so I'm not buying the avocado.
2: You are smoking. There's avocado. <laughs> oh, she smokes the ganja. Ganja! Jacqueline smoke ganja. Whatever. <laughs> Chronic So we're going to do that. Also, we're going to get to the bottom of why the shake machine is always broken at McDonald's in Scam of the Week. And the Sklar Brothers will be Hmm. joining us for Worse than First. Wonderful twin comedians. I think they're the only ones in the the game right now. Sklar Brothers and Lucas Brothers, right? And the Lucas Brothers, right. Right. I'm sure there's others. I don't want to disrespect other twin comedians out there.
4: Wait. No. I want to go backwards for a moment. Why can't you host Jeopardy?
2: Roy. Ooh, that's a call. That's a call.
3: Mm. Get that money, Roy.
2: There's still a lot of other things that I want to accomplish career-wise, like on some acting shit, or at least from a writing and creative standpoint, right? I personally believe once you host a game show, it changes the types of lanes you can move in creatively in front of the camera. Because people are so used to seeing you as you, this idea that you could be an actor, and and plus these game shows pay you so much money, and they take up so well. I guess technically not Jeopardy. Well, no, I'm thinking Wheel of Fortune. Well, that's what I want to host. You know, they shoot the whole year of Wheel of Fortune episodes in two months. Hmm. That's They'll the shit done. you want. Okay. I'm, I'm sure Jeopardy they shoot in you know a decent amount of chunk of time, so you could get some time off. But think of any real game show host and tell me what else they're doing in front of the camera. And that's either because they're creatively restricted or because they're tired or they're just paid to not. Drew Carey went on to that Price is Right in the Sky. Wayne good Brady. Good. Oh yeah. And the only other thing you can do is host other shit. Like if you look at Michael Strahan, she, he, Michael Strahan's doing $25,000 Pyramid and Good Morning America. And mm-hmm. then he does like special interviews and like we know his long play is a talk show. I saw you. He on that. wants to be he Yeah, so he wants to be the stray hand's trying to slide into that Steve Harvey daytime shit. Like okay. that's gonna be his okay. ultimate play. So I don't know if that world is for me yet. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Half of them questions on Jeopardy, I don't know the fucking answer to. <laughs> you <don't> and, know <laughs> answer. and there's an arrogance. You're supposed to believe that the hosts know what he's talking about. You know why part of why Family Feud works for why? Steve Harvey? Because you know Steve Harvey is an intelligent individual and these people are giving crazy ass answers. And Steve Harvey is there to size your ass up. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay. the only way I could host okay. Jeopardy is if I'm clowning people. And I can't clown you for not knowing how many stars are in Orion's belt in the constellation. Now you, now boy you know damn well that the 14th president was no damn taff. Everybody know that 14th hey. president. Well, if you're gonna be,
3: <laughs> all you're going to do is if you're going to be that dismissive, you just be that much more complimentary. What you would do is you would mix your style with like a biting judging. And then you would just borrow Jacqueline's aura. So every time you <laughs> got to say something nice, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you talk like, I've never heard anybody who could talk nicer to people in my entire life. Jacqueline can make you feel good about yourself. So you need to go ahead and take Jacqueline's. I'm going to make you feel good about yourself, but I and then just take that. I'm going to shit on you too. Welcome to Jeopardy nigga.
2: Worse than first time. That's <laughs> where we invite you to job fair listener to share um, a job that you hated. Uh, it's my pleasure to invite these gentlemen on the show. These are good friends of the show.
4: Well, I was just going to say really quickly, they're super cute twins. And they, uh-oh. oh, look at uh-oh. them.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> I
4: am not. Uh-oh. Instantly just <laughs> threw it out
2: there. Here we go. Just threw it
3: out there quick too, son.
4: They That's are funny. though. They're the Scarlet Brothers. So there yeah. they are.
2: So the Sklar brothers, you all are comedy royalty, in my opinion, because there is something about as comedians, you have to evolve, right? Whether you want to or not, you have to evolve. And so every seven to 10 years, third, I think a comedian has to creatively molt and become something different than what they were. And so the Scar Brothers, you know, you know them from Cheap Seats on ESPN Classic way back, way back in the day. Six, seven Comedy Central specials. They got one on Netflix. They have one on Stars. like all types of TV shows. But it's one thing to evolve as a person. But when there's two motherfuckers on the stage at the same, same fucking time, time right? <laughs> honestly, you two and the Lucas Brothers, like comedy twin Whoa. duos, that shit don't
6: happen Tough. often. And we love the Lucas
7: brothers. Those guys are
6: great and different. You know, that was well, the best compliment we ever got from them is that they said, we saw you guys and saw that there was a way to do it. That wasn't like a gimmicky way to do it. And that was like,
2: truly a
6: huge compliment from yeah. those
2: dudes. Uh, uh. Well, your your podcast is Scarborough Country. Um, <laughs> and that's daily. I don't know how you all do a daily wow. podcast. We, we did the daily podcast during the pandemic.
6: It is no longer a daily podcast, but you you jumped on and did "Dumb People Town" with us.
2: Yes. Bitch. Oh yeah, that's the other one. Yo, mm-hmm. JG, they have podcasts where they just fucking read shitty newspaper clippings and we just talk <laughs> shit about people in local papers. As if these but but, but it's from the past, right? It's not present day news, right? Oh no, it's no,
3: present no, day. It's oh, yeah, oh yeah. Cool. Wait a minute, so like you guys are basically doing um, the Florida Man Challenge, but like it's a whole show. Like I just- I Nationwide, just Nationwide
2: that. Florida Man, all
3: publications. That is, that is amazing, I just, I just saw that shit. On my birthday, uh, a dude got arrested for slapping his father with a piece of pizza.
4: Excuse me? Yes.
6: You assault. That's within. a rite of passage in Italy. That is. <laughs> so that's how you get a job at the Olive Garden if I want to bring it back to job. <laughs> so,
2: so then let's dive in on that. Did okay. you all, from an employment standpoint, you know, pre-comedy or whatever, did you all always like apply for jobs together? Was it based on your own interests? Like, cause I assume like the two of you can't just walk in somewhere and get hired back in the nineties or was that how it like went? It was
6: based on being poor. We had one car and we were like and and at one summer before our senior year, before our we went off to college, we had no car. And our dad was like, I'll drop you off at work. So you have to work within blocks of each other. okay? and they wouldn't let us work at the same gas station because they said this is their theory. They said said that if I saw him stealing gas, I wouldn't report it. So essentially they were saying blood is thicker than gas, which (laughs) they're right. right. They're right. I wouldn't have reported if I saw him stealing gas. So I guess they knew what they were doing. So they set us up at two different Clark gas stations yes. in St. Louis. I worked at one. Jay worked at another. And it was just down the street from each other. It was the hardest job we've ever done. Yeah, full-service gas stations mm. in LaSalle. Hot, hot. Working with racists. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, it was, it was, they hated us Jews. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable can't do anything and this and that and they were right kind of (laughs) i remember one time there was like a full lot of cars and it's full service they can't touch the car you have to do you have to put everyone's gas in i don't know if there are any gas stations out there where you guys are that are full service the driver cannot
3: touch it i live in
2: jersey 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 Jersey. oregon those are the last stands it's
3: been, it's been it. an adjustment to watch people just put gas in my car while I, I only sit there under the air conditioning. It's, it's been tough. That's right. It's
6: been tough. We never, I never, but <laughs> this is the way it is. So you got to do it. So this guy comes in, it's rush hour, like full lot of cars. I'm sweating. It's 110 degrees in St. Louis. It just feels like a fat person is sitting on your head. That's right. That's St. Louis summer. Humidity. Humidity. Pants <laughs> and a gas station shirt and everything and a t-shirt underneath that. I'm just sweating. And this guy comes up in a rickety old shitty 1989 Toyota Corolla. He's like, give me $5. And I knew this was going to come next out of his mouth. Worth of super unleaded. unleaded. Super unleaded. You want super unleaded for that piece of shit? Okay, fine. $5. (laughs) And check my oil. (laughs) Now, normally, the the way you do it is you put the thing in, you let it go. And then you check the oil. You do all that stuff. You come back. It clicks and you're good. Well, I... Just started it, started to check the oil. I saw there was a full thing of cars. He needed oil. I didn't want to run in the garage and get the fun. I was trying to do it all at once. $5 worth of
2: gas is like, what, 90 seconds worth of time? to do that's what you're right. talking could about have, doing. Could
6: have driven to his gas station to then get more. Right. That's, how, that's how short it was. Right. So I'm pouring the oil and it's just cause I'm like, I think I can get it in there out, out of the oil can without a funnel, without a funnel. And if some <laughs> of it got on the valve, all of a sudden I just start to see, I see some smoking. It starts oh. to smoke. Then all of a sudden oh, I no. see a little flame shoot out at the side. Oh, a Bitch, nah. bitch, bitch. And I, my instinct as a Jew working at a full-service gas station was to do this. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, no. So,
8: of course, nothing happened.
6: Was that, was that, I was that
3: went... the space for a bad loss prevention joke right there? Because uh, that is amazing. <laughs> so that the
6: worst blow job ever. So, <laughs> he blew it, right? And it just got bigger. Then I poured water on it, which just spread it.
2: Then you put water on a fucking oil fire.
3: Wow,
2: was there a safety briefing at this gas station at any point (laughs) in the handbook of the hiring? (laughs) And I hear the gas click.
6: I basically went way past $5. Build up his cat. car. He had like $7 <laughs>
9: with
6: a cat. So that's how. Fire, we're sitting on 20,000 gallons of gas. Oh, my gosh. A whole lot of cars, full thing of people. Everyone's out of their car because this they see a guy run in with a fire extinguisher and blow this thing out and the fire's out and this and that. Everybody's standing out there, and I'm just standing there, and the cloud dissipates, and I just look around, and I'm like, who's next?
2: <laughs> it was just awful. How do you all keep track like at a gas station? How did they like back in those days before everything was so electronic? How do you keep track of who's stealing? Like, I, like oh, you gave him seventeen dollars worth of gas, so essentially the the count is off, right? And I just how was the count just- conducted? Like, is there a fucking oh, odometer said- on a gas meter? Like, how does this work?
7: Yeah, so there's, there's a
2: just- gas meter for the whole station
6: or how much gas has been gone, and then they do a drop of the money every day. They drop into the bank. So like, you write okay. it down and say, the guy got like five gallons for free, you know, whatever, it's six gallons. Take it out of my check. That's what you'd have to tell people. But we used to steal all the time from that place. So they, <laughs> that summer... Here's how we stole. That summer... Uh, but it really wasn't stealing. It wasn't stealing. This was like the, the around-the-way stealing. They Sprite did the did something called an under-the-cap... Winning contest! Oh mm-hmm. yeah, twist the or cap and of. you win yes. the code, code and the yeah. You get a free, free drink. Mm-hmm. You get a free coke. You get a free sprite. You get a free whatever. And there was other prizes, but free sprite. So dummy sprite. It's a clear drink. So I would spend the first three hours at the gas station <laughs> holding up all, <laughs> sprites, identifying all the free Sprite under the cat wins. And I would drink Sprite all day for free. I'm like, Sprite, you should have done this with Coke. Why would what you do a, this? It was fucking that's a, brilliant. That's a smooth hustle. That was a kind of a great hack, right? That was a good one. But we were just, um, <laughs> we were way over our heads. We were way over our heads. It was just, I, a guy who I worked with, his name was Greg. First day on the job. He sat. He sat down. And he's like, "Well, I just got out of jail," and I was like, "Here we go. All right, Greg just got out of jail." Like, so I'm gonna tell you something. I was like, "Tell me, tell me anything, man. I just want to listen to you." And he's like, "Want to know how to keep your dick hard for three days?" And I was like, All right. yeah. "Yeah, yeah, really? Man. That's Yo. that's something you don't learn in synagogue." I was like, so "I don't know if that's a good up. thing. Like, that's like, <laughs> you like have four one- hours. Minutes. Call the doctor.
2: You're screwed." Isn't that the greatest though, as a teenager, to get these fucking grown adult uncle tips? Like when you have, when you work with <laughs> men, you're a teenager yes. you're working with fucking men. It's like Deuce. a fucking step uncle,
7: if that right. makes totally. sense. Right. Yeah.
2: 100%. And he said,
6: he said I said, wow, wow, how do you do wow. that? He's like, a bottle of gin. And I was like, I'm already lost. I'm not with you at all. I can't drink a bottle of gin. And then he's like, and then you pour the end right on the on the on the tip. Of your, and I was like, what are you talking about? Sin. You drink a bottle of gin and that you're going to pass sin. out. You won't you won't be able to do anything, you Won't be able to pour it. Right. And I was like, and, and then two days later, he didn't show up to work. And I said, where's Greg?
2: And they're like, he's back in prison. I was like, right, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just long. Give, that, <laughs> give me that little nugget. <laughs> and pay it. The pump was invented and fuckers like you were furloughed immediately.
7: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: The podcast is dumb people town. It's also Scarborough country. I cannot thank you all for enough.
6: <laughs> you from the cheap seats is our sports podcast, which you did that too. That's we talk about sports every week and just have fun, man. Mm. I, we love. Do y'all complain? The best. Do
3: y'all complain about uh, European soccer teams? Because I I would gladly come on and and complain about Arsenal. Don't have him on.
2: Don't please, have him on.
3: Please he let me will, complain about Arsenal.
2: He, you like the Arsenal. You will not win the an Arsenal. argument. With
6: Adebayor, in my opinion, for when he was when he was great, he was the Randy Moss of of uh, he was like Randy Moss. He was.
3: You, you, you say you say of all people, you could say it, you say the traitor Adebayor. I'm, I'm that kind of. I'm why would you even okay. bring up Tottenham? What, what? Why? I like you guys. Do you bring up Tottenham? Ah. Right.
6: <laughs> I think This is two little arson bangers. Right,
3: okay. <laughs> and uh, just like that, I love you again. You're fine. You're fine. We're, We're, fine. Back. Back. We're back. We're back. We're back.
2: We're back. Supersclars.com is the website as well for more information on anything that they are doing. Sclar Brothers, thank you all so, so much. Thank you, guys.
5: Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you. It's a job fair. We'll be right back.
10: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S.
11: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
2: Job fair. Back in it. Time to explore the world of employment uh real quick before we get into um our guest that's hiring in the world of the tweeds in smoking them tweeds before we get into that uh quick word here from one of our sponsors Let's see if i got the paper over here there we go jacqueline for the <laughs> fall casket car our good friends at casket car Uh-huh. The ride request hearse, Uber for dead people, as they essentially call themselves, casket car wants you to know that as we get into the holiday season and expenses start getting tough, you can still count on one of their personal pallbearers to deliver your loved one to their final grave resting place for up to seventy percent less than a funeral home. <laughs> Use the discount code Job Fair. Job Fair, free dead ride. Job Fair, free dead ride. You get a oh, oh, discount I with should... our good friends at Casket Car. Casket Car also wants you to know that you could make real money being a personal pallbearer for Casket Car. So if you're looking, me? if you're looking for a little extra money on the side third, and you have a car with at least ten feet of clearance <laughs> from the front seat to the trunk, because you can angle. Like that's the thing with caskets. Like people think that they gotta go oh. straight. In. You can angle that bitch. And you can, you know what I'm saying? I just want to know what number
3: a, I need to call, brother. Where do I how do I get to this? If you thing?
2: have an SUV, you can do two different burials. <laughs> Casketcar.org for more information. Download the app Casket Car at the App Store. Uh let's get into the uh job fair now. Let's explore the world <laughs> of employment. Now that we've got the business out the way.
11: Try not to laugh
2: during the business. JG, the people at Casket Car paid good money to not be mocked <laughs> by your chuckles. And it's a viable service. It's a real service. We talk <laughs> at length about what a fucking rip off the funeral industry is.
5: <laughs> and
2: finally a company is brave enough to level the playing field.
5: Yes.
2: To pivot. What is a hearse but a fucking moving van? It's a station wagon. Oh. It's a, sta- a hearse is a fucking stylish station wagon that's just taking your loved one out to a field. You could do that in Charles's fucking Subaru Outback for 70% of the cost. I heard,
3: they, I heard they got the black service so you can rent bmws too man like, they, absolutely to, absolutely
2: right. but casket car didn't pay for that add-on so we're not going to talk about that
5: <laughs> jg
2: who do we have on the phone because I, I i'm i have a million and one questions about smoking them tweeds i know Lena, you know.
1: you see what i go through <laughs> I, I i see it i see it clearly um and it yeah it looks like fun oh it is so (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I listen every week so I kind of I'm with you every episode (laughs) you know about
2: casket car and the savings (laughs) that it can bring that's that's separate that I do
4: that I do (laughs) so to answer your question Roy we have Lena and we also have Brett and they are with Wonder Brett (laughs) Farms I'm so, so sorry Lena
2: so brett I'll start uh, with you i I assume that this farm is named after you uh
7: yeah, it is okay uh, actually, I'm not the ceo I'm the president uh and I'm the founder of, of the brand the founder of one <clears throat> Brett farms and
2: Lana now you you're a cultivator, I understand you are the one that's making yeah. the strains and decide- si- like. Okay, like this is the this is a terrible analogy, but it's the only analogy I have in an attempt to understand exactly what it is you do. When they come out with a new sandwich at McDonald's, there's <laughs> there's a lab where just motherfuckers are just biting into different combinations of, you know, hickory smoke versus applewood bacon. Does that pair well with fucking Kobe beef or regular ground beef? Well, what if we put the mustard underneath the cheese? Is that better? Or should we put it on the bottom bun? When we talk about cultivating and Brett, I wanna I wanna come back to you in a second, Brett, just about this company as a whole, but just the actual Ooh. preparation of marijuana, now that it's legalized. Like what this you your it? job what'd you call it? What'd you say? What? You tweens. said marijuana
3: again. I told you. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that
1: that's I'm sorry. Sorry. Cannabis, yes.
3: the <laughs> issue with them racist cannabis. ass words, man.
5: Racist There's word. some history there for sure. <laughs>
2: Marijuana was a word created by terrible politicians who wanted to criminalize weed by signing it a word that sounded like jive talk. Okay. Your job is not a job that existed as recently as let's say ten to fifteen years ago.
1: Yeah, in its current form, uh of- Probably not. You know, it was it was on its way, but we started from medical and crawled very slowly until we got to recreation. Okay,
2: so then so then take me back to that. When do you when do you realize you got the gift of working with the tweeds? <laughs> Can I say tweed, Ralph? Is that okay? You're gonna <laughs> fucking make me delete every tweet I have with the word tweed in it too. I'll allow it. Okay, I'll allow it. When did you first discover this?
1: So I started. I was 21 years old. And this was in uh, like end of 2005. I took my girlfriend to go see like a, a dispensary she wanted to go to, I had never been to one before, but you know, so I was in the waiting room. I didn't have the right card to get to the door. And I guess somebody was uh, interested in hollering and he happened to be the owner of the store. So he, uh, you know, in an effort to hit on me just like pulled me into the back room and put me behind the counter. And I was all of a sudden the bartender. <laughs> and the store that I was at, I didn't know who Jack Hare was. Jack Hare is a little bit of a legend in uh, mm-hmm. in the world of hemp and and, and and hemp history and marijuana legalization from back in the day. A uh, big deal. I had no idea who this guy that was sitting on the couch signing books with a crayon was. Uh, and then I found out, and it was in looking, you know, I said, oh my goodness, I'm kind of in this really cool spot. <laughs> Uh, it was into looking, it, when I looked into that and I saw uh, all these other things about it, you know, cannabis that I didn't know about. Um, and I just started looking at strains and the differences between them. And as a medical uh, bud tender, you know, working with uh, people who had serious medical conditions from cancer to HIV AIDS, I really wanted to know what was good for pain relief. What was good to help them with their nausea from their other medications they had to take. So nice. I just I was fascinated by the plant, by how it helped people, and the feedback I was getting. Um, and it just it took off, and it was it was ten years before I started cultivating. And uh, there's uh, there's a little story that's behind that that we'll get to I'm sure in a little bit. But yeah, I, I caught the bug early.
3: Hey Roy, just so you know, man, saying that she met Jack Pereira and decided to start doing weed is like saying you met, I don't know, Michael Jordan and decided that you wanted to try to play basketball. Like, Jack Rivera is a really serious, that's 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 incredible, to be very honest. Like, it's a big deal. Among among cannabis smokers, right? Like, among, there used to be a thing, there's still a thing called a cannabis cup, all right? High Times Magazine used to put it on. It was, I want to say it was in Amsterdam, and y'all both can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was something where people would take their strains to these, to these competitions and people would smoke it and judge it. Um, Jack Herrera. Like a
2: rib cook-off?
3: Oh, bruh. Like the greatest rib cook-off ever.
1: <laughs> so I, <laughs> oh hate my to, uh, God. I hate to interrupt here, but there's, no, a interrup- lot of, interrupt. there's a lot more to Jack than that.
3: Yes, um, it is. Give me so break it down. Break it down. Let oh, know. It. So
1: the, the whole movement to legalize uh, cannabis in... See, I do it too. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, to, to legalize cannabis in... Uh, well, I think he was active mostly in California, but in the U.S. was, uh, from what I know... He had a book that came out where, uh, called The Emperor Wears No Clothes and it's about hemp history.
5: Hmm. And it
1: started out as like a trifold little pamphlet that he wrote these little facts about what other uses you have for hemp. You can run, you know, uh, engines with uh, hemp oil. You can make clothing out of it, et cetera. So he wanted to kind of, uh, in a way, associate it with things that were normal so that we would be able to, uh, you know, make it palatable so we could get this stuff, Branding. you know, not to be yeah. a drug war thing anymore.
4: So Brett, how did you stumble into starting a company like this that basically was birthed out of controversy? And now you're making great money because you're planning to pay people $16 an hour.
7: I started growing in 98. I have like a long history in California for growing cannabis uh, my whole life. I've created a lot of strains through breeding projects. And um, Mm. so like Jack Herrera, uh his real claim to fame as well as being like this activist who went to Congress and, and, you know, advocated for legalization of things. And he smoked a, a joint on the steps of, of Congress and has a picture really? that's famous of him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he, he, he created a strain called Jack and it's very like lemony in flavor and very distinct. And he also that is one of his big claims to to fame is is what really got him a lot of notoriety is that he had created and or discovered a um a very unique genetic and that uh in the cannabis community was you know uh very respected and still is when you come up with very unique genetics and, and in 98 uh there was a genetic called kush it was given to me um, I didn't create that genetic. I created a lot of genetics after that in my mm-hmm. my breeding career and, and growing career. But um, that original Kush strain, uh, I was one of the very few guys in California that uh, grew it very early on. I gave it to B Real from Cypress Hill, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, hey. all these guys. And uh, they Jeez. they created great music in the room with that cannabis. It created a vibe. Um, for creative people and it still does There's still like even like a few years ago with Nipsey Hussle I was around him the last two years of his life very blessed and lucky to be around him and and provide him good OG Kush strain as what he'd like to smoke the most and he made some of the most amazing prolific music on that weed yeah he says it in the song the the marathon you know the the marathon lives forever and and, and, uh, rest in peace Nipsey I love him all day
2: when you're hiring for this company Brett well first off what are you hiring for and what's the most sensible way to ask this Jacqueline how like if okay does it help or hurt for for a potential hire for your company to be a smoker or to not be a smoker
7: um it does actually I believe help to be a smoker uh just because you have it's like uh working at a restaurant and not eating food or yes. working at a brewery oh, yeah. and not being able to tell the difference between stale beer and good beer and there's a certain yeah, game intuition. stop makes you
2: play the games they send you home with the games yeah. deliberately they yeah. used to yep. yeah
7: yeah mm-hmm. it's is um this this job like what you're looking for with people uh you know it's it's a very tough back breaking job a lot of people think that, you know, that this is something you're just going to show up at work, you're going to roll a joint and you're going to skip down the hallway and, and it's going to be like half Cheech and Chong movie and, you know, <laughs> half half baked. And it's it a lot of like really, you know, funny misconceptions and stereotypes that have been created around stoners that, uh, you know, one of the purposes of my brand of why we created the brand was to. Set a new standard and erase some of those stereotypes because um, those things are funny and all they're great comedy. I am a huge fan of comedy, actually. Um, for me, when we created the brand, it was to set a standard because so many people are just playing like change the name game, and it's all about oh this is the hype name, so use that name and we can charge more money and this results in like a very uh, a bad marketplace for the consumer to have no confidence in what they're buying in. So when we created the brand, it was always about trying to create real stability, consistency, quality, uh, a set standard that you can really believe in, like what a brand is supposed to provide you, like Coca-Cola or, you know, like Pepsi, where you, you know what these things should taste like every time. And when it's not mm-hmm. right, you know it's not right. So th- that's always been our goal in, in setting in the standard of of the space. The job we do, it, you have to be there every day. These plants are are like infant babies; they can't feed themselves. There's no days off. They don't care whether you're sick. They don't care whether it's so, Christmas. They don't care whether it's Halloween, your birthday, anything. They need <laughs> what they want every single day. You got to show up and do this job, and it takes a level of dedication and passion and real like work ethic that most people don't really understand. what it takes to create this product it's far more complex and sophisticated than uh than than anybody really understands
2: well i mean once you use the word genetics you're already into something that's serious and research and horticulture and like that's just a whole nother level of complexity like you're not growing tomatoes out in the yard (laughs) no a tomato
7: plant is like a four dollar plant maybe when it's harvested with the amount of tomatoes that it it harvests, whereas a cannabis plant, when it's harvested, it can be a $2,000 plant. So the level that you're playing at with this one plant, um, it's a high stakes game. What we have to go through to create cannabis in the legal market is, is far beyond anything that's tested in your food, uh, even like, I would even argue, like most of your pharmaceutical drugs aren't even tested and regulated at the level that cannabis is regulated at. This space, like the infrastructure, everything's so front loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's millions and millions of dollars of upfront costs. And then it's years and years of fighting to break even so that you can then be a, maybe a, living this, you know, fantasy dream of being a wealthy tycoon of, Cannabis or something like that, you know? <laughs> uh, you know. The black market is growing, and so is the recreational market. I exist in the recreational market. I used to exist in the black market long ago. Uh, you get robbed, you get arrested. or I was gonna say. I was somebody- gonna say, Brett. I was gonna say. See, that this heads. is the part where,
3: like, back in the day, man. See, you and JG Roy, y'all don't know what it was like to get herb of the quality that they're talking about. Like all the secret handshakes and payphones, you had to go through to fucking get. It was just a pain in the ass. And there are some times that you would end up in the wrong space. Like, Lana, if you don't mind, why don't yeah. you give us, give us an example of what I'm talking about here?
1: You know, the, the industry as it was in 2005, 2006 was, um, you know, it was medical only, not recreational. And at least in my experience where I was working and the people I was looking for, it, you know, it went from like four dispensaries in the San Fernando Valley to almost 4, 000, or four hundred. Uh, At 4,000 in all of Los Angeles, so it exploded, and the uh, the DEA, a lot of government agencies were like, "What do we do about this?" A lot of a lot of the places I was working was, you know, it was barely legitimized thugs that owned the places, um, you know, and they certainly did not care about the patient uh, or what was, you know, what was working for their pain. You know, it was not even a thought in their head. So it was like this very serious thing for us, and behind us, the, you know. These very unserious people. But that led to a lot of attention from uh, the drug enforcement agencies. And there was to figure a figure out of time which
2: was which with regards to the oh. dispensaries.
1: They just raided everybody. Like it oh. was uh, you know the, the way the laws were were so vague at the time and we were you know, we were doing our best to figure out what was, uh, you know, what were best practices and and how to, you know, just making brownies at my, in my mom's kitchen. Like most of the edibles we sold, uh, you know, I worked in kitchens a lot too. I was making them at my mom's house, wrapping them in saran wrap and, you know, putting a label on it. My best guess of what a, you know, medical warning label should be. So, you know, and not, A lot of legal agencies or or any kind of um, departments were put together to regulate or make any rules we could try to follow. Um, And so what that did was that led to an open door for uh, the DEA and LAPD as well, their own share of that, um, to come in and just raid because there was no, uh, you know, there was no set thing we could do and not get raided. The guy that was doing this work for LAPD at the time, uh, he went by Agent John Smith. I don't know what his name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, was he was real <laughs> pompous about things like that. Uh, he was doing this stuff on his day off. He would come in and raid. Uh, there was no warrants, you know, and he got mm. these very, very new officers to come in at, from either the sheriff's department, I think, was used a lot. And a lot of these people doing these raids didn't want to be it. But mm-hmm. this guy was, like, real set on, uh, on kind of closing it all down. He didn't think medical cannabis was a okay. thing we didn't do anything wrong. And uh, when it came down to it, the judge agreed, you know, it was seven months of preliminary hearings until they finally brought the evidence against us. And when they did, you know, the judge looked at it, she said, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. I cannot even prosecute this case in California. And this is the eighth time I've seen a case like this from you." And she, she told him, she gave him what for. And, uh, and that was about the time that it started to slow down, all those raids. You know, we didn't really hear much about those raids afterwards, but a lot of damage was done in the interim.
7: Listen, when I got arrested for, with with weed and money and a scale and all this stuff, uh, they held it in in lockup for evidence. And then when I got my case dismissed, I got the pleasure of going in with this letter with my attorney to the lockup and having them hand me back my scale, hand me back my four ounces of weed and $3,500 cash back. Nice. It's crazy. It's just about if you got representation or not. I Correct. could have been railroaded or I could have, I had a good attorney. So he, he's like, he knew the system and he was like, we can fight this all the way and get, he, he told me even when I went in, he's like, we'll get you everything back. And even that arrest that I got dismissed is why I qualified for social equity program in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And it was why I got the ability to end up getting a store front in, in Los Angeles because of that arrest.
2: Well, where can people go if they want to be a part of Wonder Brett and everything that you all are doing over there?
7: Uh, Indeed.com uh, is where all the jobs postings are for our uh, facility. Uh, it won't say Wonder Bread in the ad there. It'll say uh, a premium cannabis brand out of Long Beach. Uh, that is the kind of thing you want to be looking for to to, to see if you can get in with us. On um, indeed. Right. You said on yes. Indeed, right? yes on, on i, I Indeed. just i just like the fact that you could look for a job
3: in the cannabis industry on Indeed, <laughs> Oh, on. there's so yeah.
1: many there are yeah. so many jobs on indy i mean linkedin has an entire corner that's all just canvas stuff it's, uh, it's really yeah it's a whole new world
2: well thank you to both of y'all thank y'all so much thank for calling you. in That'll thank go. you roy after the break we'll get into Breaking the ice with the homie Norado, aka Rod for short. I wonder if he's ever worked at a dispensary.
3: I can see, I can see Rod mm. naked out in the woods of California. You know, what I'm saying, helping to trim some stuff down. I can see Rod. Yeah. You can now. see
4: Rod naked at his house now. He will invite you over for that.
3: Oh, I'm Lord. good. I don't. I don't want to go over his pass. house. I can't even form the sentence. I can't do it. Um,
0: Job fair. We'll be right back. at purdueglobal.edu.
9: Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
2: He's back in this thing big thank you to wonder bread and uh the ways that you can we forgot to ask her like did you go to school to learn how to like breed wheat. i actually know, the answer, hired I know the answer to that i know the answer to that
3: both of them specifically went to colleges in what's called the golden triangle of northern california long enough to get some of the horticultural things under their fingers and some of the some of the more like technical terms and stuff there's there are schools uh you need like a mendocino botany regular. all that yeah all of them all of them went to i want to say somewhere between mendocino state and uh humboldt state university uh they did a couple of years each but they were definitely majoring in 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 horticultural and biology
4: that board oh, behind her had some formulas on it too i wrote them down
12: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that. well. <laughs> you wouldn't she's even not know into what she's selling draws, but she'll sell some dope.
3: Right?
2: <laughs> the homie Rod is on the program dope. to help us make sense of this world and.
4: <laughs> oh, now <it's> what?
2: <laughs> Jacqueline in the basement just fucking. Going <laughs> up dope fucking plants and shit, like Breaking Bad season one, when, you, when you're still learning how to get the meth just right. <laughs> right.
12: Throwing out the bad badges, right? Just uh, angry. Just like, I'm going to get this. I'm
2: going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> we bring Rod on every week to help you break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race. Uh, he is the proprietor and CEO of rods used THC suppositories,
4: so rod nasty. for
2: short, right? What well, you guys? Know, nasty. It's recycling. It's used. Rod making money. You know, slightly used, pre-owned. What's the words you're using for cars now?
12: Certified pre-owned, baby. Certified <laughs> pre-owned. <laughs> certified THC suppositories. So yeah. nasty. <laughs> JD Power and Associates approved. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I'm glad you're here a little early, Rod, because I want to bounce something off of you, though. Last mm-hmm. week, we also, we also talked about uh, the avocado situation down in Mexico, where the cartels are shaking down avocado farmers for their money because they know that they're making, they're doing really well with the avocado harvest and avocados are top dollar. Like, it's, it's basically the Bitcoin of produce right now.
12: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, you can't make it enough. You can't charge enough. And they selling and selling and selling and people are robbing. And so the farmers have hired these militias to protect their crop from the cartels. And these people are willing to die in exchange for protecting an avocado. So I have to give a quick shout out to the homies, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. They let me come kick it on their podcast, Two Bears, One K. And we got to talking about that. Now, I don't know if you know Segura or Burt Kreischer, um, JG, but these are two alpha men, like OG white boy, shirt off, hair on their chest, eat steaks raw, like out the freezer, like they don't even grill that. They're just men.
4: So there's cisgender. Got it.
2: I didn't say they stormed the Capitol. Goddamn. <laughs> <but, laughs> I, I was
12: just, just thinking, did she just January 6th Burt Kreischer? <laughs> Damn, JG. Burt's the yeah. I thought First cisgender male you just identified as the gender you were born with. I don't...
4: They're cisgender what? male. That's correct. But
2: the way, but you heard what? that slave that she put on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> My point is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Burt and Tom swim in different waters from this podcast, so... They have a fan base that is very much a little more click collect- They swim more in the dark web. Uh-huh. So I talked about the avocado thing on our podcast. I talked about it on Two Bears, One Cave. And somebody reached out to us, or reached out to me on the DMs. And basically, he's one degree of separation from a Mexican avocado farmer who is currently doing this and hiring people. And he said if we wanted, we could probably, if, you know, we would have to, like, disguise their voice yes. and all that horse shit. But if we wanted to, we could probably talk to one of these avocado farmer security guards. Yes. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on.
4: Where are you going? Uh-huh. The
2: question to the four, I guess, maybe not Rod. I don't know if they would kill you. But the three of us, do we want to be discussing... Cartel business on this acoustical radio presentation is the conversation to be had with a man who hunts down the cartel worth the conversation.
3: Is that risk? Are they sending us avocados? If they ain't sending us avocados, I don't see the point. They may
2: kill this man. They may you kill don't this want man. To you put know... your
3: address in those
2: in those people's hands. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Nah, JG is booking this shit. Nah, no, Ralph. Just, nope. You was on last week. Oh, I booked the marijuana. I give it straight to JG. I'm good yeah. with that. It's called delegation, my friend. I am. You got it, Jay. I man <laughs> Roy put you up I, And I'm
2: I'm asking y'all seriously: Do we want to reach out to either the farmer or the security guard? People who are in the crosshairs of very dangerous people and get their side of what it's like to be down there. I go for the farmer before I went for the. I'm for the not trying to too. be mailed a motherfucking motherfucker's head cut off.
12: Listen, don't don't get yourselves involved in that, man. Mm. You you have to understand that when when you're dealing with some shit that serious, that's an anybody can get it situation. Wow. And if you're not careful about the light you show the cartel in, they would have no problems murdering <laughs> you too. So if you go in there playing up the cartel is horrible, yeah, you might lose <laughs> <your> toes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I right, so that's two that's two no's. Ralph seems to be yes. I'm a no. Um yeah, my, 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 my uh my public radio
3: background cannot run away from something like this. That's that's a story that needs to be told, sir. Sorry. He needs
4: to go I'm on a sorry. side, nice side assignment.
3: <laughs> yeah, send him <laughs> down like
4: to... they do advice.
12: You
3: let him oh go. you don't wanna <laughs> send me. I'm gonna promise you right now that the last person you wanna send on camera to any of this shit is me, because I'll be talking from behind cardboard boxes
12: and doors My niggas. <laughs> Every interview will be with a sock and cap on. Like ain't no way in the world. At the at the heart of this is a story about avocado farmers and this shit sounds like some Bosnian Civil War shit. That's fucking... Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Roy, we said
3: it last week, man. Write the movie, bro. This is a movie waiting to be written. This, it's this a comedy
2: a with, with John Cena. This is for sure a comedy. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, avocado Farmer hires John Cena because he thinks he's a Latino or some shit. Maybe it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Ooh, Diesel will no, comedy. No, no,
3: John Cena. John Cena. John Cena all day. I, I just watched Vin Diesel acting in Fast and Furious and- I can't get any of that time of my life. Back. That's I'm different. That
2: it. movie is just grunts and gear shifting. He don't really have to do no work in that movie. That, that was a parent, homie. That was a yeah. parent because all you yeah. did was grunt word and use gear
3: shifting. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a supercut of him saying, "Family, family,
2: family, family, I family, I family motherfucker, shit. family." Y'all worried about the cartel? You had like Vin Diesel ain't domestic come choke your ass out. In Jersey. <laughs> Vin Diesel you can come find
3: me, Vin.
12: Yeah, Bro, just dropped your whole location, goddamn. Oh, look, be. look, Yeah, y'all can believe all that. He come find me. <laughs> come find me.
3: Within these little nose, snitching right there. Within these little I'm broken up the suit bro. I'm telling you right now, I'm broken up the suit You can lay a finger on me, I will
2: fall out. Lean into that bitch. Get the people something to talk about this week,
12: brother. Um, white people right now. The hottest thing in, in the black community is uh, Ajax, mm-hmm. specifically liquid dishwashing soap. Ajax. Uh, recently, a a a woman took to Twitter to uh, to talk a lot of shit about a broke man who told her he couldn't give her one hundred dollars, which is oxymoronic and extremely regularly ironic since she was the one begging for money, but she's calling him broke because he wouldn't give it to her. So as she's being ripped apart for that type of logic, uh, people go to her page and then notice she did a video of herself uh, getting dressed in her bathroom. You know, those dumb videos people make where they're just running their fingers through their hair and stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. And her shower is open. And everyone notices that in her shower can is a bottle of Ajax dishwashing liquid. Ooh. And now
2: and so now she has
12: been getting slandered oh, no. so hard oh, no. that Ajax is trending. Because everybody now knows <laughs> oh, no. she, she uses dishwashing liquid as body wash. <laughs> that
3: is hilarious.
12: She she posted the screenshot. She tried to embarrass him and call him out for being broke. And then everybody Uh. said, you can't embarrass him. You're the one begging for money. How is who also broke dummy in this situation? You
2: can't embarrass him. You bathe with a product that was made to clean rings from around the tub. How do we know she was broke? for asking this man for money? Because she asked the man for no, money, she didn't her give her the money. Broke.
12: She called him broke because he didn't give it to him. You can't ask somebody for money and when they say no, you ridicule them for being broke when it's you asking for the cash. Is it broke or is it, hey, do something for me? Like on some show me
2: you love me type shit. This woman is very gorgeous. She's very gorgeous. She seems like a nice person.
3: Dog, she I, using dry, uh, that, that. She using dry shampoo on that hair because that ain't hers. Number one. Okay, I want to see. Look I want
4: to see. Where am I it's going? in the chat. Okay. it's in the chat. Thank you.
3: It's in the chat. I and Roy, just, you could look right over her shoulder there. As she's throwing up peace signs, there is a half damn near an empty bottle of AX in her shower, uh, and it's made for posse. dishes.
2: So <laughs> maybe she she's bathed, she's bathing with with dishwashing soap. Okay, that is probably broke. It
3: Little Greasy it's... Ass. That's her name, bruh. Little Greasy Ass. That's what it says right in the corner. <laughs> Ajax Ultra Triple ass.
2: Action Orange Dish Liquid provides a pleasant and powerful cleaning experience with the lively scent of oranges while leaving your dishes sparkling clean. See, Roy, that's why you were good It's kosher dude. and phosphate-free. The product fits right, right. grease... It's kosher. It is, this, look, Rod, right. this you is why like he's it's, a good dude. he said not kosher on the bottle.
3: He upgraded the Ajax that the chick is using, son. That's he, the cop. You, you are face. a great man, Roy. Roy cause she ain't got nothing to orange in that shower, bro. That is that old school dollar store blue right there, bro. That joint is right next to the old game. Like I'm telling you, look at that.
4: But wait oh. wait, before you leave this, okay, I've seen her now. I know what's going on here. This is a young girl. That's why she's asking for money. Anyone who's grown is not asking a grown man for money.
12: That's what you're wrong. You are not you're not you're not out here enough, J G. Uh what do you women, mean? Mean, women East are East? asking women are asking dudes for money all the time. Better know, right? Why? Because there's a lot of simps out here. And so they start to think that everybody simps and they just start begging for cash all the time. You know, right? It's a the same reason people are paying for porn when real women exist.
4: This is still a very young girl. That's why she's asking this for money as
12: well, Yeah. But also, before we leave this, I want to ask: let's just let's just be honest right now. Oh. Have any of you used dishwashing liquid to do something other than wash dishes or your car? If if any of
2: you say no, you're fucking liars. <laughs> like, like your mama didn't. My mama used to sit me in a palm olive bathtub on the regular Ooh, in elementary no, school.
12: No. Well, that no. too. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. So no. yeah, use this bubble bath. Yeah. No. That's not that bad. But no. Have you no. used it to bathe yourself or to wash clothes? Anything other than dishes? Not so cleaning bones,
3: Carol. The cleaning bongs counts as a dish. No, that's a dish. All right, I'm, that's a dish. A bong is a dish? It counts okay.
2: as dishes. It's
12: glassware. It's glassware, if you will.
2: This would be worse if it was the Ajax powder. Then it would be like, <laughs> <got> <laughs> like
5: damn. <it. laughs>
2: mm.
3: That gracious, makes it man. instantly funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is using that as an exfoliant? That would be insane. <laughs> That's and what, that's oh, it
12: right there is Ajax and comments. That's what Sammy Sosa used on this stuff Ooh, to make himself like <laughs> <He's>, So oh, stop <laughs> it, bro. He's done bathing in Ajax powder. Oh,
5: Ron. Ron.
12: As usual, white people, you know, just just ask if you saw the crazy thing about the girl with the Ajax on Twitter and let black people take it from there.
2: I don't know if you should bring this one up, Ron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. gonna it's say not. tread softly. <laughs> tread tread lightly with this one, Just, mm. It's unfortunate. She is young. She, she is. will bounce back. She is. She will bounce back. And be straight oh, freak. <laughs> I hate you
3: both. <laughs> God damn, that was Kismet right there. That was beautiful. Why they both say
12: that that's, that's uh
3: something's
8: wrong with y'all.
12: Alright, let's flip the script for him, Rod. Uh black people. Uh, right now is a sad time in the white community. It, it, you know, make sure you're checking up on the white people around you. Bonnaroo 2021 has officially been canceled. And uh, we're going to see repercussions yeah. about this for a couple weeks, if not months, maybe even until next year, because Bonnaroo was canceled last year because of COVID. And uh, this year, uh, the storms have uh, basically soaked the entire area that Bonnaroo takes place in. Uh, the campground, the parking lot, the stage area—it is all just unsafe and muddy. So it's out. Thanks that, to Hurricane uh, Is that one of those festivals? Because I don't know much about
2: Bonnaroo. I'll be honest. Like, is that one of those festivals where everybody's just out there doing the drugs and bouncing around? Like it's like Coachella uh-huh. with more RVs.
12: Yeah, that's it. It's, it's Coachella in, uh, in, in the South. It takes place in Manchester, Tennessee, a small town in between Nashville and Chattanooga. And yeah, you just go out there on Molly, listening to all the the hottest artists of today and yesteryear. And do <laughs> so for the first time Thank now people you. got all these Molly and nowhere to go. They got to do the Gator Tales at <laughs> the house, and you know. So check up on your white people, man. It's it's gonna mm. be rough. We needed Bonnaroo mm-hmm. big time, especially in Tennessee. Uh, shout out to my man, Seth, in Nashville, who has been, he's been spending this entire pandemic dealing with his drug addict neighbor, running an EDM club in his car all day and night. Um, he's got a psycho next door who is just, this whole pandemic, the dude has just been sitting in his car, 8 o'clock in the morning, turning that shit into a club, just getting drunk, getting high. And, Banging techno music loud as fuck. He's been ruining the neighborhood for everybody. So we needed that brother to go to Bonnaroo this year and right. overcast.
4: <laughs> What's EDM?
12: Electronic dance music. Okay
4: every fight
2: scene from the matrix was just edm music underneath it Facts. the podcast is uncle Rod's story corner rod as always uh thank you brother i'll let you know what we decide about this cartel situation and Mm-mm. Whether or not you want to steer clear the show for a couple months. I'm
12: not getting involved. Decide to, uh, it's cool, man. Shout out to the cartel. They, you know, they, they, know, they, know, they know me. They know I'm I'm cool. Right? I ain't got nothing bad to say about it. I ain't got nothing good to say about it. It ain't it not got nothing to, to do with me. I'm, I'm in the U.S.
2: He
12: <laughs> <laughs> covering <laughs> his ass right
2: now. I like that. Uh, fuck. All right, scam of the week time. Let's get to the bottom of this McDonald's shake machine real quick. RoyceJobfair at gmail.com if you want to jump on and give us one of the scams. Uh I understand we have who who's on the phone, JG? Who's gonna break down the scam for us? We
4: actually have Craig and he's gonna to talk to us about something that happened at McDonald's when he was sixteen and those fries at McDonald's are really good.
2: Craig, welcome aboard to the job fair, sir. Run me down that scam. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um what would happen is
13: after hours is twenty four hour McDonald's. So after after hours it would just drive through. I feel like Ten or something like that, and the the managers that would work there, you could only work out of one window, and the the cash register at the window they worked out of happened to be, you know, older than dirt, like super old, and it wasn't connected to the main computer system, uh, so any sales that were going on on it didn't didn't get caught, um, unless you printed right. out this really old like you know receipt. Um, and after you work there for a while, you know, like a number one is going to be 450, and number five is, you know, whatever, and
7: Uh
13: all the popular things. And so, someone would come through the drive that you'd bring up, you know, they'd ask for number one, you'd go and make them a number one, and then you'd bring in a a small soda or a small fry, Mm. and there was like a dollar and five cents. Do some quick math, you know, you get three fifty or whatever one meal, and do that all night. You know, on a busy night, uh, the people who work in the overnights, uh, you know, can make so make some good cash.
4: I, I have all a right. question for you, Greg. Yeah. What's the ice cream machine problem? Tell us the truth. Every <laughs> time you get to that drive thru <laughs> my mama wants an ice cream cone. Sorry, the machine is down. What is the problem?
13: I have no idea. Look, th- you know, mm-hmm. stop protecting. They close it down at a certain time of the day. After that, oh. you know, or, or if it's too busy, like no one's going to go fill that thing with whatever that ice cream really isn't mm-hmm.
2: like. That's that's okay. all it. Anyway. That's
13: fair.
2: So. Can I have an ice cream cone, please? I'm sorry. I'm just lazy <laughs> as fuck, and I yes. don't feel like it. Thank you for choosing it. Mm-hmm. For the ice cream, should have took your your fucking ass over to Dairy Queen. Thank you for choosing <laughs> Drive around.
5: <laughs> I knew Kirk, it. thank you
2: for calling in, brother.
5: We yeah, appreciate lady. you. <laughs> thank
2: you. Have a good one. Have a good one.
4: Okay. I knew it. I know it's not us. It can't be every state that the ice cream machine is down. It's
2: them. But why, why do you, why do you care? Like respectfully?
4: Because my mother
2: likes that ice cream. She likes that. They come during ice cream hours. Come during ice cream hours.
4: I'm sorry. You tell this woman who wants what she wants when she wants it to come during ice cream hours.
2: You, you tell, you tell mama JG that I said, (laughs) matter of fact, you let her listen to this portion of the podcast. Mama JG, how you doing? I'm Roy. Um, you need to take your ass to McDonald's during ice cream hours, respectfully. They are tired. They don't want to clean that machine. And half the time, they have cleaning it. The truth, Mama JG, <laughs> you don't want ice cream after ice cream hours because they haven't cleaned that machine oh. thoroughly. And there's all types of... You just, you never know. Oh. You never know. They're oh saving her. Go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A got all the... I know... Some people don't food with Chick-fil-A because of politics, but if you really want some ice cream at 10.30 at night, I'll tell you who got that. I'll tell you who machine is on.
4: She My wants pleasure. her diabetes out of McDonald's.
2: <laughs> That's the show. Thank you to everybody for coming on. We learned a little bit more about the ganja. Oh, the ganja. Ganja. Thank you to the people over at Wonder Bread. Thank you to the Sklar brothers and... J.G., as always, thank you to you. And third, um, oh, I, I saw you You got some bad news. Third, the Morehouse Homecoming has been canceled Uh-oh. through to the Delta variant. So no fun time yeah. seeing your friends, man. I'm nah, man.
3: I, uh, I got a plane ticket. I got a refund. I think I might end up in Colorado that weekend. I'm not too sure, but uh, okay, I knew i will let you know.
2: Well, I'll be I'll out there you know. if it's October 16th filming Imperfect Messenger, my third hour special. Courtesy of Comedy Central and Perfect Messenger, Friday, October 29th, such as DVRs. Royce Job Fair is a product of Comedy Central, iHeartRadio, South Park and Princeton Productions. Next week, yo. Know, oh, speaking of which, uh, we got a dude from a crime scene who used to work crime scenes for LAPD. Hmm. I think that'll be a good worst of first. I bet you he's seen some shit.
3: Uh, I worked crime scene cleanup for six months and it was the worst six-month period of my, of my what life. What the f- so,
2: How did you get hired? Yeah. What
3: do you mean, y'all, you get hired? You start your own business, man. You can take all the little classes and shit on your own. Like, it's not a big deal until you walk into a place and it's just nasty. <laughs> you can't do this shit. Like, that's all it blows down to, nasty. I love to talk to a person who did it for real. So I, I didn't see dead bodies in the sun or their houses.
2: Blood and guts on the wall after the
4: shooting. Oh my no, god! I can't
3: do that shit, nah. But I'm going to tell you, man, some of them hoarder houses is just as nasty. Like, it's, you wish they had bodies and shit on the wall, man. Like, it was some nasty, creepy crawling, <laughs> all of them Jacqueline's dead type and ants and roaches. And
2: yeah, Jacqueline's gross out. That's all I needed to know. We're locking them yep. in. We're locking <laughs> them in. That's as Itchy. good as the woman who worked at the baseball stadium to say people from the upper deck vomit on the
12: people oh, down the was. Ooh. That was a good episode. That I thought there was gonna be like a serial killer on the show. When with because the start of that phrasing was, you know, Roger said, we got we got a dude from a crime scene. I was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what? did he do it? What the fuck is a dude from a crime
4: scene? <laughs> oh okay. I have to say this really quickly. There's one person on this show right now that might have known a serial killer. I'm gonna leave it right
12: there.
2: Wait, what? Okay, well, she's, next talk, she's, t- good. she's
12: talking about me, and I, it is not Uh-oh. my uh, Don't say uh, boo. uh
2: uh-uh, uh uh-uh. I want it next week. <laughs> oh yeah, I want it next that. week. Because that's gonna. That, we might just have to do a whole killing episode.
12: Oh, that would yep. be great. Just no, that would be one. Ching wonderful. ching. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's,
3: yeah, it's gonna yeah. be. Good. Ching ching. Roy Johnson. Yeah. All right, Shank, SVU, <laughs> SVU. <laughs> we we got IT tea to come in and do all stuff in the middle and shit. Just talk us all the way it. Come on, man, I'm with it. Right. Chank, chank.
2: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
6: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride.
9: Eligible items only.
3: Exclusions apply.
9: Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?